What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Smoke and Layups podcast. You're here with Joey O and Jack. Today, we're going to do a little NBA tip-off preview and preview uh, look ahead for the season and for some of the games this week. All right, Jack, as we approach this upcoming NBA season, uh, I wanted to talk about some teams that we are excited to bet on in both conferences. And uh, I'll uh, let you start us off with your uh, first team from the Eastern Conference. All right. So the team um, I'm excited to talk about and bet on from the East is uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, Not many people know how much of a fan I am. I'm a new fan. Uh, It started last season. They just started playing great basketball, great team basketball. They shared the ball play great team defense. Jared Allen is just awesome. Love him. Darius Garland's a Nashville boy. Love him. Now they got Demich. I mean, up and down that team. uh, It's just, it's deep. It's fun. Um, And they really got got shot in the foot last season with a ton of injuries. Um, I think they I don't know if Rubio's back or not. For some reason, I want to say he is, but I don't know. Uh, I'm less worried about him being back because they got their guards healthy again uh, towards the middle uh, part of the season, right around the all-star break. Jared Allen started to deal with some injuries too. So, you know, having a fully healthy Cavs going into this season, they should play really competitive basketball against some of these really great um, upper, like, Eastern Conference teams. I think they stack up really well based off of their size um, in the front court. And, I mean, I, I haven't seen a ton of their preseason games yet. I haven't seen a ton of Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland going out there and playing alongside each other. But – I can only imagine just how much they're going to be racing up and down the court. Um, it's just exciting from head to toe. Uh, and that's my pick for the East. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking they're going to be uh, not as good as last season to bet the spread on because they just came out of nowhere, shocked everybody. But I'm real surprised to see what the Lions makers give them. Um I mean, I, I can't imagine that they're going to be favoring them too much just yet. So I think early on, the Cavs will still be a pretty good team to uh, to bet on. Awesome. I want to jump off one of those last points you make about how they're going to run up and down the court. So uh, with the new rule they made this offseason where they took away the take fouls, well, they didn't take them away, but they made rules to make them less likely to take place where you get a – it's like a – clear path foul where well except if you don't get two shots you only get the one shot but um so in that a lot of teams who are good on defense and get stops and turnovers anyway are going to just blow some teams out early and i don't think vegas is properly adjusted for that spread so i think like like you're saying um this young athletic team that plays good defense like they're going to jump out on some people and uh that's really exciting so um, an Eastern Conference team that I'm really excited to bet on is the Hawks. I Very think nice. they have 
an awesome roster. With the addition of DeJounte Murray, without losing a single starter, Bogdan Bogdanovich is hurt at the moment. But between but from Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, DeAndre Hunter, John Collins, and Clint Capella, uh, uh, Okongwu, and I mean that's that's seven dudes that are all athletes. I am excited to see them all run with Trey. I'm excited to see Trey get off the ball. I'm excited to see Dejounte Murray run the second line of defense because if you take Trey off the court, they can play some big dudes, some big lineups with Dejounte at the one, all six five of him. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a good team. It's gonna be fun to bet on because they are going to blow some teams out with their firepower on offense and defense. Absolutely. You know, it's it's interest interesting because uh the Hawks and the Cavs are kind of um shaped up similarly um as like their team structures. And uh I just I, I think they are both, like you said, built to blow people out. Um hopefully the, the Hawks can really find a defensive identity. Uh that's just been something they have lacked in spades. Um, the last few seasons, they've only been able to win by putting up a ton of points. And, I mean, you know, that's fun. Uh, it's fun to bet on. But, you know, they definitely have the pieces to be solid, um, if not above average on defense. So, yeah, if they can get that together, uh, it's going to be a very difficult time playing against uh, the Hawks. Awesome. So now I was going to ask you about a team you're excited to bet against in the East. All right. So um, I'm also vocally not a fan of the Knicks. I think uh, they've sort of been running in place, doing the same thing the past few seasons. It hasn't led to much as of right now. Uh, I think their best players are Dave Barrett. Um, maybe hot take. They do have Jalen Brunson. Uh, I mean, they got Julius Randle, too. They got a few guys. But I look at that team, a bunch of small kind of ball-dominant guards, and that's what Jalen Brunson is to me. Um, and he also hasn't shown that he's going to do what he did in the playoffs for an entire season. But who knows? I mean, I don't want to hate on him. I'm not a Jalen Brunson hater. I'm a Knicks hater. Um, but I, I just don't think they're going to be that good. I, once again, I think they're sort of in the same spot they've been in the last few seasons. The roster seems no different to me. Uh, a lot of people have improved. If anything, they've stayed the same. I I really don't think Brunson adds a whole lot of value to that team. I don't think they run proper lineups. I don't think they play the best kind of offensive sets they can. Um, and in my opinion, that those offensive sets should cater to the big guys. And it doesn't seem like they do that a lot. Uh, it seems like the big guys kind of have to play more iso ball to get their touches and looks, which doesn't seem to be their kind of game. Um, I certainly don't like Julius Randle dribbling the ball a ton out on the perimeter. But when he gets hot, he's hot from out there. He needs to get hot, though. Um, they're just 
I think that team could get blown up real easily, real fast. And amongst all of the other really, really good Eastern Conference teams, I don't see how they're going to stack up. Uh, I think – let me pull up a list of the um, NBA teams real quick. So, in the Knicks division, you know, they got the Celtics, the Nets, the 76ers, and the Raptors. The 76ers and the Celtics are like a two-and-three-team consensus for everybody in the East. If the Nets decide to play proper basketball and everybody plays, they have to also be considered to be like a top-three team. Uh, there's also the Bucks, so four can't be in three spots. I get that, but... I mean, the, you look at the rosters of the Celtics, Nets, and the 76ers, the Bucks. it's sort of hard to say one is clearly way better than the other three, um, but those are four top dogs, three of them being in the Knicks division. And then you throw in the Raptors. I'm not a fan of the Raptors. You'll hear me talk about it later. Um, but they do play good basketball. Nick Nurse is a good coach. Uh, and they got some some guys up north that can play well. Um, so, I mean, the, the Knicks are the clear worst team in the Atlantic. And I think they're about to just get rolled on, rolled on, rolled on, rolled on by the four teams that they are in their the division. And then they get to go play other teams like the Hawks, the Cavs, the Bucks, uh, the Bulls even. Um, so it just, it, I, I honestly would put the Knicks at one of the three worst teams in the East going into the season. And I think it's going to be real apparent real quick that they are. Well, I don't think I would go full bottom three in the East. There are some really bad teams in the East this year. Uh, like the Panthers. You're talking about a lot besides the Pacers. Uh, there's a lot of bad teams. I think the Hornets are terrible. The Hornets are terrible, but I don't think they accept that they are. And I think they're going to come out trying to win early on and then call the season probably 22 games in. Um, if you stack up the Hornets against the Knicks right now, I'm taking Hornets in a seven game series. Um, I like a few of the Pacers players, to be honest. They got Halliburton. They got Heald. They got Turner. I like Duarte. Um, and when they got, when they, when they got boys down there, I feel like they play better basketball in a sense than the Knicks do. Maybe it won't translate to wins, but I mean, the Magic have been at the bottom of the barrel. Now they got Paolo. Nobody wants to see the Magic just suck again from Orlando. The Pistons got Cade. Now they got Jaden Ivey. I mean, the Pistons are trying to do something now. Nobody wants to see Detroit just fail out the gate. Last year was a disappointment for the Bulls. Last year was honestly a disappointment for the Hawks. Um, the Cavs got hurt. So, 
I mean, there's a ton of teams in the East that at least have something to play for starting out. Not saying the Knicks don't as well. There's no point for the Knicks to just go tank right off the rip. But, um, like, the only other team in my mind in the East that has any reason to just go ahead and tank out the start, maybe the Wizards. The Wizards and the Pacers. Those two teams, I don't – I mean, they can't possibly think that they're going to compete. And, I mean, honestly, the Magic and the Pistons shouldn't either. But, once again, they've put themselves in positions to do something other than be the worst teams, which they've already been. They're going to try to win. So, so like, I, I mean, I hate the Knicks. I, I might be a little overboard on it, but – I'm, I'm staying away from them, or at least betting against them. The Knicks have a lot of solid players. They don't have anyone that's like good, you know. Like I don't think anyone on their team should be an All Star this year. But I also think like a lot of them would also like be in rotations for other teams. You know, they don't they don't really suck, and you know, Coach Thibodeau is going to play them the starters, playoff minutes, every game. And they've got some dudes. I am certainly excited to bet against them, especially because you got the factor of how much other stars love to play at MSG. They barely even have a home court advantage, which is a real factor. Dudes play their best on the big stage, and New York just gives gives them a big stage to dance all over. You know? Um but I, I'm I think I, I love that you agree on the, the Wizards not being very good. But I think the team for me has got to be the Hornets. They are a team that is always riddled with injuries. And even when they're healthy, their players just really aren't that their players have a lot of talent. Some of them do. But one of their best players um had a horrible was uh perpetrated a horrible D uh DA. Uh, this summer, and he won't be playing. And then Lamelo Ball, he really just he he doesn't make he doesn't play winning basketball yet. He plays great Instagram basketball, um, great TikTok basketball, great highlights. But he just does some bozo moves and can cost his team in some major spots. And that really matters when you're coming to crunch, when it's coming to crunch time. So the the Hornets really just got to be the team for me. They don't have a ton of talent. They have they've had all kinds of legal trouble. They just rehired a coach that they had already fired before. Um, it just I, I'm excited to watch the ship uh ship sink and bet against it the whole time before people adjust for them to be one of the tanking teams like the Pacers, like the Jazz, like the Rockets, like the Spurs. All right, so on to that. Um, now for the Western Conference. Uh, I'll go first this time, switch it up. Um, I am going to say I'm really excited to bet on the Nuggets. Last year, they were in the playoff with top six seed, not in the playing game, with nobody. They had nobody left. 
And then they even beat the Warriors in a game when they had their roster was so paltry. They had nobody. It was Jokic and Gordon was their number two. Gordon is a great number four. You don't want him as a number two option on your squad. And they just they have upgrades across the board with Murray coming back, uh, Michael Porter Jr. coming back, adding Bruce Brown, one of the best cutters and screeners from the net uh in the league with the Nets and adding him to a team with Jokic. That is unbelievable. I think this team is going to be exciting. They're going to be great in transition. They're going to be another team that's going to take advantage of the take fouls not being around. I, I think they got a squad and I'm really excited to uh bet on the Nuggets. Very nice. Yeah. I I agree with that. Uh, they have uh, nowhere to go but up. And I mean, they didn't make the playoffs, but they had an MVP. But no, they have nowhere to go but up. I really believe that they're going to be very competitive, very fun. Um, they play just a good brand of basketball. That's going to be a good team. Um, for me, I don't know how competitive this team will truly be, but one team I'm excited on in the West to watch. Um, and I think to bet on as well, because there's one thing that should be absolute with them. Um, and this is the Sacramento Kings I'm talking about. Uh, that's that's just the pace of play. Um, they play fast. They've played fast the past few years. That's not going to change. Um, I mean, they now have DeMontis Sabonis. I mean, they had him last season for a little bit. Uh, but now he's got a whole offseason to prepare with um, <clears throat> De'Aaron Fox, Davion Mitchell, you got Keegan Murray, the number four pick in the draft or five pick in the draft. Um, what I love about him is he seems like he's already like ready to get his paws all over the game, leave his footprints all over the game. And there's plenty of people in Sacramento who are comfortable being in the spotlight themselves. Like I said, um, De'Aaron Fox and uh, Sabonis, I mean, those are two studs. And you add Murray. Uh, I said Davion Mitchell. He's a good guard. Um, I I should pull up their roster because I'm spacing on a few others. But, I mean, they're going to play fast. They're going to put up points. They might not win. They might not win a bunch. But I think they could be a little more competitive than people think. And – at least uh, you can probably hit some overs real early in the season. I mean, the books are going to list them high, uh, their totals, but I really think that there'll still be plenty of value to hit those hit those overs real early. Yeah, I'm really I'm glad you mentioned the overs. I'm really excited uh, to hit, to hit those because this team is so fast. Their offense is going to be fantastic. Um, DeMontis Sabonis, I think, in my opinion, I think he's the second best passing, like, true big in the league behind Jokic. And if Jokic wasn't in the league, we would talk about Sabonis in a much higher light as a passer. He is so unbelievable as a playmaker. And get having him get to play with some super athletes like uh, Darren Fox, Davion Mitchell, uh, Harrison Barnes is great. They got Kevin Porter, great shooter. Keegan Murray, he was he was a sophomore when they uh, drafted him out of college, of course. 
So he's already a bit more mature, a little bit more league ready. And then they got Rashawn Holmes off the bench. They added Malik Monk. They have a squad. They're going to score so many points, and they're going to be so fast. Once again, another team that's going to benefit from running out and the lack of tape fouls. So uh, now on to a team you're excited to bet against in the West. I'll probably – I'll leave this uh, pretty short and simple. I'll go with the Spurs. Uh, I don't like betting against the Spurs because I like them. Uh, they they always seem to play proper basketball, even if they have a bad team. But their roster just doesn't seem like it can compete to me. Uh, I like Kelton Johnson. Um, I like, I mean, Jakob Pertl. He's okay. I mean, he's, he's pretty good, actually. I'm not going to lowball him. He's a pretty good center. Uh, he's probably going to put up really good numbers for him um, in his role this year. Um, I'm forgetting the guy that they just drafted, but he's looking to be one of their um, main ball handlers. I, I just don't think, once again, they don't have the roster that can compete. Uh, the West, in my opinion, might not be as, as I don't know, deep as the East but it might be a bit more top-heavy in the fact that after, I don't know, the fifth or sixth team, there might be a huge drop-off. Um, but, you know, those top six teams, it, it almost seems like it it's an NBA team playing a college team. Uh, if you just – when you hear those starting – the starting five lineups, uh, you might as well just – look at look at something on your phone because nobody's going to jump out when they announce the Spurs um but I'm not I'm not a Spurs hater I said I like them I do they're just not going to be good and you know with Wimbim Yana um on the horizon and the fact that they they got a shot at getting him I mean they have no reason to try to be good um so yeah, that's short and simple. They don't. They shouldn't be good. They don't want to be good. Um, they should get blown out of the water, really. Uh, so that's that's what I'm going with the Spurs. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I can't say enough about the Spurs. They're they're gonna get lit up by a lot of teams. They've got a lot of young guys who they're gonna be developing. I mean, it's always tempting <laughs> with pop. With pop, I'm gonna stay against. Uh, stay away probably when they're um 18 point dogs uh, halfway through the season because you never know with pop sometimes he can just pull one out of his butt but um so a, a team for me that i'm really excited to bet against is the trailblazers of portland Ooh, um, very nice very nice i'm glad you said them they do not have a very deep roster the starting lineup is pretty solid they've got dame lillard nurkic simons hart that's a solid team Gary Payton, uh, second or junior, I don't remember, is uh, he is hurt right now, and then besides that, they have Nas Nasir Little, Shaden Sharp, uh, Drew Eubanks. That is just not a squad that I would be ha that I would be confident in at all. And I, they are not deep. Some of these Western teams are legitimately nine or ten guys deep. And they just are not going to be able to compete with them on a night in, night out injury. And God forbid they get an injury to someone like a Jeremy Grant, they will be 
cooked on defense by anyone, guard or wing, in that situation. Yeah, um, I, I agree with you. They just don't ever seem to stay healthy. I mean, C.J. McCollum was dealing with, like, spine issues. Then Nurkic has, like, a broken leg or foot or shoulder problems. Last year, Dame with his abdomen. Um, I really like Shaden Sharp. Uh, I think he could – I don't – I wouldn't say surprise people, but, I mean – I would I, I might throw a little money on him for rookie of the year. If certain individuals do get hurt, he has a clear path to the starting five. I mean, there's no reason why he won't have garbage time minutes this year too. They should get blown out. Um he's he's just a scoring machine. Now, he might not shoot great this season, um, but that doesn't mean he can't put up points. He's a big dude. Um, but, yeah, no, it, they just – unfortunately, the Blazers just won't won't be able to get it done. So, you're exactly right. Welcome back to the Smoking Layups podcast. Once again, I'm Joey O, here with my boy Jack. Whoa. And uh, now we're about to break down the national TV games for this week. So starting off with tonight, Tuesday night, we've got Philly. We've got Philly at Boston, Sixers at Celtics. Celtics are currently favored by three. Um, so just to start off, I think I think Philly kind of runs away with this one. Boston had a ton of turmoil this summer, and Philly's got a ton of continuity. They really lost last year because Embiid was hurt. I think. They probably could have beat the Heat because I don't think the Heat were that good if Embiid was healthy. And the Celtics have no size. Gallo and Rob are hurt. And honestly, neither of those guys are great matchups for Embiid anyway. But they were the best that the Celtics had to offer. So I really just think the Sixers with their depth, their continuity, their Godzilla in the middle, I, I think they run away. What are your thoughts? Um, I agree. I don't know about run away with it. I think it'll be pretty close, honestly. Um, the line was at two and it moved to three. I don't really get that. If anything, I would have thought it would have maybe dropped down half a point to one and a half. Um, but it is in Boston. Uh, Boston plays Philly well. They've always kind of played Philly well. Um, and they've never had size. So, you know, I don't – I think that's something that they're familiar with trying to battle through. Um, I feel like it's what will uh, we'll end up making them lose the game. But, yeah, I think it will be close. But uh, everything you said about Philly is true, so I'm taking Philly in this one, even though uh, go Celtics. Go Celtics as well, but sometimes the heart doesn't agree with the brain, you know. Um, so on to the next game, we've got Lakers at Warriors. I'm going to let you start us off with this one, but first let Warriors are favored by seven points on the night when they will receive their championship rings. Okay. So, um, I honestly kind of see it as a letdown spot for the Warriors. 
I think they themselves have dealt with uh, some offseason issues. Uh, they played really long last season. Their best players are getting older, not saying that they're washed or they're going to be worse this season, but age does come in as a factor. I think the ring ceremony could be a little bit of a distraction, uh, maybe for the young guys too. Um, the coach already said that he's not going to play the starters, the starting five, more than 30 minutes probably. So, you know, relying more on the younger guys, even though they're pretty good. Uh, who knows? They might be a little distracted. Um, on the flip side, the Lakers have everything to play for. Um, last season, a lot of people were criticizing them before the season, and everybody's LeBron himself was saying, Oh, yeah, everybody keep the same energy when, you know, you see us winning. Well, they didn't win. Um, not much has changed. I'll give you that. But one thing that has changed is health. Um, and I told you earlier, a healthy starting five for the Lakers is easily good enough to stay within seven points of playing the Warriors bench squad towards the end of the game. Um, so give me the points. Um, give me the Lakers because I think they do have a reason to play for. Uh, they got chip on their shoulder a little bit. They want to prove something. Um, and I think they could just get it done in Oakland tonight or the Bay. All right. I'm going to have to disagree with you on this one. So I just looked it up. Steph Curry last year and the year before only averaged 34 minutes a game anyway. Steph Curry, uh, Steve Kerr isn't one of these coaches that runs his guys into the ground. So I don't think the rotations are going to be that far off from normal. And that's 30 minutes for the old guys. Like, I think Jordan Poole, he'll play a ton of minutes. Kaminga will play a ton of minutes. Wiseman will play a ton of minutes. Moody's going to play a ton of minutes. Like, see, I, I, I like that because uh, that's taken out some of the shooters. And if the Warriors can't shoot themselves out of this game and it is close at the end, I mean, that just favors the Lakers. So, but yeah, go ahead. What I don't get is why you think that Steve Kerr playing his guys less minutes means he's going to not finish the game with his good players. Like, they're going to play less minutes in, like, the second quarter and the first quarter. Fair you know, enough. like, I, I think they're going to the normal fourth quarter rotations. Maybe so, but... I mean, it's not I a guess, preseason game, you know? I guess, yeah, you're right. Um, what I'm getting at is if it's close at the end, then I certainly think the Lakers can pull it out. I mean, if it's close at the end, they cover seven. Um, I just find it – I don't know. I just don't see it. I don't see it. That's just me, though. On to Wednesday night. Uh, I'm going to let you start off here again. The first game is Knicks, your favorite team to bet against, at the Grizzlies, our home state team. And the line is six and a half at the moment. Um. Yeah. I love the Grizzlies in this spot, uh, six and a half. I feel fine um, throwing that down with them. I think they cover that at home. Uh, 
I'll talk less about the Knicks and more about the Grizz. Um, the Grizz were definitely one of the better teams in the Western Conference last year. I think their age kind of showed itself in the playoffs, and it's what cost them. They seemed a little bit immature compared to their opponents. They were kind of dancing around um, when they're getting up big. And, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just not something I like to see from a team, you know, looking to make a deep playoff run. There's no reason to be doing the gritty when you get up 18 points at halftime. Um, so, you know, I think they've matured a little bit. I think they come back this season with something to prove again in their minds. A lot of those guys play with sh chips on their shoulders. But, I mean, let's just uh, look at the roster real quick. Nobody on the Knicks can guard Ja. And then flip around, all of the guards on the Knicks, I think, can be guarded by Desmond Bain and Dylan Brooks. Um, the big guys, Randall, uh, Toppin, Mitchell Robinson, I think they can be contained with Jaron Jackson, um, Brandon Clark, and Adam. You know Jaron Jackson's hurt. Ah, well. Does that change? I did not know that. Any of these? Not really. I think Brandon Clark is a pretty good defender, and he's seen plenty of minutes as a, as a role player. You know, with mm -hmm. that starting group. He he just Jaren got Jackson. paid, but they they seem to be starting Santi Al Santi Aldama. I mean, I don't, I don't know who that guy is, but that's not surprising to me. I, Brandon Clark is a good guy coming off the bench, wanting to keep his minutes relatively the same. Makes sense. And honestly, if you got Adams down low, I still think he can contain um, Robinson Toppin and um, Randall down low. Uh so if you're forcing Toppin and Randall to shoot from the or yeah, Toppin and Randall to shoot from the outside, even better. I just don't see how uh how one team can guard the other. And I really do see how the Grizz can guard the Knicks. And it's at home, opening night. Um give me the Grizz. Fantastic. I I, I mean I agree. Um I wrote down in my notes, no Jaron Jackson Jr., but still a ton of depth for Memphis. They've just got dudes on dudes on dudes between um, their big man rotation, even without JJ Triple J, is uh, Adams, Santi, Brandon Clark, and they have Xavier Tillman on the bench. They've got Kenneth Lofton Jr.'s fat ass. They have... Um, they have Dylan Brooks, who's always been a stocky guy. I, I'm not, I wouldn't be upset if he was guarding Obi Toppin. You know, he doesn't have much of a post up bag. Um, I agree, especially. I mean, I love this line six and a half. If they if they win, that's a that's an easy convincing win. You know, um, and that that is a line that you can even if it is kind of close at the end, you can get above six and a half with free throws, which you love to see that. So. Um, on to the Wednesday night nightcap. There's a ton of games Wednesday. Almost every team is playing. Um, but the nightcap is a rematch of game seven, Dallas at Phoenix. Phoenix is a five-point favorite in this game. And I got to tell you, I don't understand why Phoenix is a five-point favorite in this game. I know I've heard everything about the COVID 
uh, last year that happened in Game Seven. Yeah, that just that just affected the magnitude of the ass whooping. That did not affect the like who won the game. You know, Luca and those Mavs were arguably a better team than those than the Suns then, and they get Hardaway back, and they add Christian Wood and JaVale McGee. They're not playing Dwight Powell, who was terrible, 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 terrible all playoffs along. He, he like, if you give Luka a real pick-and-roll partner, JaVale isn't necessarily the perfect guy, but he's much better than Dwight Powell. And then you have uh, Christian Wood as well, and you still have Dinwiddie. That's a squad. Give me Dallas on that money line. Uh, I, I, I just love it. Like, I doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I, uh, I agree with you. Um, money line's a good play. I'll just take the points. You said four, four and a half or something. I really like that. Um, that's at least two possessions right there that have to be cleared. Um, I mean, I definitely think the Mavs are the better team. Some people are still believing in the roster of the Suns. But at this point, I think we are seeing uh, Chris Paul decline. I don't know if the wings of the Suns are as effective as they seem to be back, you know, a season and a half ago when they're playing elite against the Bucks in the finals and throughout the Western Conference finals to get there. The team doesn't seem to be the same. Uh, DeAndre Ayton doesn't want to be there. So, yeah, I mean, people might think it's a revenge spot for the Suns. I see it differently. I see it as a spot where the Mavs want to come in and show that they are the better team. Like, definitely leave it to no question. Um, yeah, give me Mavs. Give me the points. Yep, couldn't agree more. Uh, I think you made the perfect – I was going to say – you made the perfect analogy. I was going to say people think this is a get-right game for the Suns. But I do not see it that way. I view this game as a game, like a ball don't lie situation where Phoenix is going to have Dallas come into their house again and get rinsed again. Even if it's like it ends up being a close game, they can't guard Luka down the stretch. And Chris Paul is old. He's not LeBron. He's not 6'8". He's old. He needs to turn the team over to Booker. He needs to retire and free up that cap space. Let that team move on. But uh, they're not doing anything Chris Paul this year. I, like I said, the, uh, I did not say this, but they were one of the teams I wanted to talk about in the Western Conference teams we were going to bet against. They were awesome last year down the stretch. And they're worse this year with worse cohesion, worse chemistry flip those a lot of those games flip they're not a 60 win team this year their over under is only 52 and a half i'm gonna go under that this team is not very good go maps on wednesday night all right on to the thursday night uh national tv games going up against thursday night football hopefully there's not another stinker of football but i know i'm gonna be watching basketball too so i don't really care if it's a stinker um but so it's philly Hosting Milwaukee, Philly's a three-point favorite. Milwaukee's a little banged up with Middleton, Ingles, and Pat Connaughton all out. What are your thoughts here, Jack? 
I like Philly money line. Uh, you know, you mentioned those three players being out. The Bucks are still a very, very good team. Um, Embiid can guard Giannis, but also Giannis is the kind of player that could go for, I mean, 30 and 20. Eh, probably not 20 against Embiid, but I'd say 30, 10, and 10 um, if he wanted to. And he can make it close down the stretch, make it a one-possession game. Um, I like Philly at home. They are just – I mean, they have more depth clearly in this game with the Bucks being hurt um, a little bit. But in general, um, they're, they're just built, uh, built to win. Uh, I, I don't think there's much else we need to go – or I need to go into about it. Uh, it's going to be close. It's going to be a good game, two top dogs. But at this point, uh, Philly definitely has the edge. Yeah, I'm going to say give me Philly. Give me the points. Um, I think Philly's got more depth. Milwaukee might have the best player in this game and maybe a better coach because I don't think highly of Doc Rivers. But Philly's got, like we were saying earlier, they just got a ton of players. They got a ton of dudes. And right now, the city of Philadelphia is so fired up. That game is going to be so loud. It's going to be a playoff environment. Philly, like we're saying, they got a lot of continuity. Like that, the whole city is going to be fired up at that game. The Phillies are playing well. The Eagles are undefeated. That game is going to be raucous. Okay. Um, so our last game, we've got Lakers hosting the Clippers. Clippers are four-point favorites. They're kind of the road team, kind of not. You know, they share the building, but it is an official Lakers home game. Um, To me, this game, it's really going to come down to the depth. I do not think the Lakers had the players to play with the uh, with the Clippers, let alone the Warriors. The Clippers are much more at full strength. They're much healthier. They're going to be playing their dudes. They are legitimately 11 guys deep. They have such a squad, and this is a rivalry game. They will want to come out and whoop the Lakers. They want they want to, but they they've been hearing all the hype. They want to they want to prove themselves for real. Give me the Clippers. I'm laying the points. It's a pseudo home game. Go Clips. What are your thoughts here, Jack? Um, I completely agree. There's no reason not to like the Clippers in this spot. Kawhi Leonard matches up with LeBron perfectly. Um, I love Zubak on Davis. I mean, Davis probably has a very good game, but Zubak is a good center. There's a reason he paid him, and there's a reason that the Clippers have not seemed to have any interest to move on from him. Um, when the Clippers are healthy, they have arguably the best roster in the league. Paul George, Reggie Jackson, John Wall, Kawhi Leonard, Zubak, um, Robert Covington. I mean, the list goes on. And they will be fully healthy. Did you uh, even mention like, Norman Powell? No, I forgot Norman. He might, and, be, yeah. he might be their third best player, dude. They've got a squad. I also love how they're in the process of like go- going to their own place. They're building their own 
like arena now, I think they are ready to try to establish themselves as the premier basketball team in Los Angeles. I like them here. I like the points like you. Um, blowout spot, seriously. Especially to me, I think, because I think the Lakers get it done tonight against the Warriors. Oh, boy. Lakers get it done against the Warriors, come back home, and get thrashed in their home opening. That's what I'm calling. I love it. You know I love to lay the points. Uh, basketball games are blowouts. They were my favorite stat uh, from my own research was that, at least in the regular season last year, there were more games decided by 20 points than decided by a single possession last year. And it, you're telling me I can, like, I'm worried about minus four. I'm I'm laying those points any day. Go Clippers on Thursday night. Um, on that note, that ends our preview of uh, this week's games. Uh, I just want to thank everyone who's uh, still here for listening to first episode of this uh, Real Smoking Layups podcast in this format. Um, this has been a bread and circus sports podcast. Thank you very much. Smoking Layups podcast is a bread and circus sports production. Check us out on Instagram at bread and circus sports and at bread and circus sports.com.